Good morning and welcome, everybody. How are you today, Martin? I'm very good, but I've just clicked your sting again, so I took you off. There we go. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I was always going to start. Well, you trusted me to do that job once, and that's yep. what happened. Good morning. So that'll be, that task will be taken away from you. So those of you that can't see us won't see what cock up Martin just made. But those of you that can hear us will know that we're absolutely professional to the nth degree and we're kicking off our Thursday morning podcast. Yay! So Good. how are you today, Martin? Because as you will see, I've got my war paint on today. So I've put my bright red lipstick on, put my big girl pants on, and I'm going to rock this day. How has your week been so far? It's very lovely to see you this morning, looking fabulous. Um, it's been a good week. It's been a good week. We had the um, the we had the weekend of love, didn't we? You know, we had the um, spicy sausage from M and S on Sunday, which was good. Did you actually have one? Of course I had a spicy sausage. You recommended a spicy sausage from M&S. I'm going to go yeah. for the spicy sausage from M&S. So spicy sausage from M&S, which was very lovely over the weekend, which was great. The week has continued to be busy, challenging, fun. Um, some good things out there. Um, um, do a kind deed day in America yesterday, um, which I think is a good thing to be doing. Um, Lent started yesterday. Are you giving anything up for Lent, Katie? Mm, why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, well, there's winners and losers in a pandemic, isn't there? And I kind of fear that maybe Lent is a loser in um, in a pandemic. I um, that's not a religious conversation. I've seen some people doing stuff, haven't they? Some lots of people are giving up chocolate and um, alcohol and crisps. I heard. Um, I, I think given where we're at, it's a challenge, and I shall just be trying to um, continue to eat crisps, chocolate. Um, and, and everything else I can get my hands on. Anyway, I thought I'd give up the pub until Easter. <laughs> I thought it'd be a good idea. Let's do that. Um, so it's been a good week, busy week. Um, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting week. It's it's still busy. Um, but I think what we need to do, Martin, is we need to get the elephant in the room out there. Okay. We need to discuss what has been dominating the discussions this week, what's been all over social media. So let me get it out there. What have you had on your pancakes this week? Um, well, I'm a, listen, I've been I've been shot down. I didn't know where you were going with that. I've been shot down this week. Um, I I have been shot down this week. I, I don't like British pancakes. Why do you have a flat Yorkshire pudding on a plate and think, I'll try and make it soggy by putting orange and lemon juice on it, and then to make it edible, sprinkle some sugar on it? It's bloody horrible. So far better, the American-style chunky, fluffy pancake with blueberries, a bit of sliced banana, maybe some maple syrup over the top, some Nutella. Far, far nicer. So... um Although in this household, we also had British pancakes and I still feel the same. So for me, it's Nutella, maple syrup, bananas and blueberries all the way. What did you have on your pancakes in your house? What did your children have on their pancakes? We are traditionists and we like lemon and sugar on a flat British pancake. My daughter sometimes likes a little bit of Nutella. 
Well, she, what I say, would you like a little bit of pancake with your Nutella? Because it's just slathered with this chocolate stuff. But you can't beat a beautiful, thin, crispy pancake. Not a big, like, can't eat it, blimmin' American one. And do you have cream on yours? Because that is sacrilege. That is utter sacrilege. You cannot no, I don't possibly have cream. Take I do have a stack of them. And then poor me and oh. over the top. Your, me and your daughter, we get on well. We have the same sense of humour. We share the same jokes, which is um, also really good. Really good. Um, so it's been a good week. Busy week. What's the market doing? What are you hearing about the market? What's going on in the housing market? So I'm hearing that it's market predictions. That's what I've found that the agents I've been talking to have, have basically said, right, we're focusing on the future. You know, we know where we're at with our pipeline. Everything's coming through. About 20% of the pipeline is coming through. Lots have had a really good billing month for January. Few fall throughs coming through, but not too high on the on the equation, which is always really encouraging. Um, and that's obviously been reported in the ONS um, stats, I think, that have just been released as well. Um, a lack of listings. Mm. It's definitely quieter. But then who is going to move in the middle of the pandemic when I think that there feels to be light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccinations? Um, whilst obviously a number of us, I know, talking to agents yesterday, a couple of them on, on my Zoom call had had the, um, the jab. Um, I, I think you and I, Martin, are, are kind of like we're in September sort of thing. So <laughs> that's that's not light at the end of the tunnel for us. But for, You might for get yours before mine. I'm only a little bit older than you. That's very below the belt, isn't it? Um, but a lot of people are saying people are sitting on their hands more and they're just waiting. Um, not necessarily a stamp duty kind of thing, um, but just waiting to be a better market, just so they feel a bit better. So the snow and the ice and the rain that we're now getting, it's gone. The, the colours coming out in the garden again and that traditional time to sell sort of late spring, I think. So I think that we're going to have, again, some pent-up demand coming out April, May, June, which will take us through to the end of the year. So I'm really positive about it. And I know the agents that I was on a call with yesterday up and down the country were, were of the same opinion. What about you? Yeah, agents talking to people that are going to be coming to the market, the future business. Now is the time to be romancing them because mm -hmm. other agents are and they're ready to go. Demand is still very high. Number of properties going to best and final offers. Number of properties um, getting multiple offers, which is creating a little bit of overvaluing. Um, which mm. is maybe a consequence of it. But um, we have got a bit of an issue, which we were discussing about on Twitter um, at the back end of last week. Um, a friend of the show, Stephen Hayter, was talking about the fact that um, he's, his conveyance mm. is already seeing it, that there isn't enough removal vans in the UK to deal with the amount of transactions that are being lined up for the end of March. And interestingly, talking to the sales progressors that I was talking to yesterday, already the lack of removal resource is becoming an issue um there were, we were dealing with a chain of seven properties by the time we got to the top of the chain to arrange removals because the bottom of the chain hadn't put a deposit down they'd lost their removals the amount of removals is really really tricky there's just not enough vans in the uk to deal with it and the point that was being raised and i think it's a point that you and i should talk about today is that as agents we can influence this a little bit in the fact mm. that people always want to move on a Friday. And I get that they move on a Friday because traditionally they move on a Friday and it leads into the weekend. But there is more accessibility to removal firms. They are often cheaper. You can move on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday, you know. It doesn't have to be a Friday. And I just wonder <laughs> if, as an industry, we communicate that enough. Well, I think as well, though, that 
you're head down at the moment doing the deal and holding it all together because it is a challenge. And I think sometimes that you you forget probably to give that additional service to the client to say, oh, actually, don't forget to get your removal sorted. Mm-hmm. It's just it's another thing that we should be advising a client if we're doing the whole service offering. But I do think that sometimes we do forget and think, oh, God, yeah, removals. And actually, until that Twitter kind of conversation happened last week, it wasn't really high on the agenda. But now it, we keep hearing it being mentioned. And obviously, it's going to be an issue. So it's worth just pointing out to, to our listeners, obviously, that, you know, that's another challenge that we could potentially have to deal with, particularly if it's a long chain or a big relocation from one part of the country to another. So managing expectations as ever. Um, and on the rental side, you mentioned that obviously it's crazy, crazy busy. Um, we're, we're finding that here as well. But I also just wanted to mention, and I'm going to read it out because it was an article that was flagged up to me this morning. Um, a letting agent has entered liquidation owing landlords and tenants £700,000, one of the largest client money cases so far this year, highlighting how essential it is for landlords to use agents who are registered with an approved client money protection scheme, as has been required by law since since when, Martin? Yes, 1st of April 2019. Um, And that's come from the landlord zone and found that out. And I just think, you know, however bad things get crikey you know you just think the market is flying along and then you hear that a letting agent has done that and they've entered liquidation and you know we're really fighting in our profession to kind of make sure that we are brilliantly professional and we've got integrity and you know we're reliable and it just it's really shocking to read something like that I just it really disappoints me it really does so and then the other thing that disappoints me when we were talking about love earlier yeah there have hasn't been love according to some LinkedIn articles this week and I wanted to highlight and I'm just going to get it up on my phone because I I just I commented on a post that a lady put out um, on LinkedIn this week um, from a local agency um, in Exeter um, Lynn and her comment and and it's really it kind of sums up where we are in in life and business and society currently and I'm just going to quote this out so today I was reduced to tears by a client for all the wrong reasons It's difficult for everyone working in property at present, but to be shouted at, degraded and have the phone put down to me by someone whom I was genuinely trying to help and should know better is unacceptable. You damaged another human being today and you should be ashamed. And Lynn said that she she cried when she put that phone down. And I just feel that the the outpouring of comments and everything on LinkedIn has been fantastic Um, but she just said it's rocked her confidence completely Mm. and she's just trying to help and you know if if you can be anything just be kind you know think before you you speak think before you act it's just it just are you finding that Martin the same that the public is just a little bit less tolerant and unkind yeah I think I think the public yes the public are being unkind yes everybody is feeling the stress levels at the moment but the point that that lady makes is that you are dealing with another human being be kind to another human being you know this time last year there was a huge movement on social media after the sad passing of caroline flack that people should be kind to people um and then you see these faceless people who decide that they're going to make comments vindictive personal comments on social media on chat sites 
in comment boxes that they can't even be brave enough to put their own name in, um, putting particularly vicious comments about people. Um, if that's within our industry, if that's within our people, if that's um, Sir Tom Moore, for goodness sake, mm -hmm. his, his family came out this week saying that he was being trolled on social media. I mean, what are these yeah. people like? Just be kind to people. Do you know what? My grandmother used to say to me, Katie, treat people in the way that you expect to be treated yourself. It's a quite a simple yeah. rule to be living by, isn't it? Definitely. Um, and, I, and I agree with that, Martin. I completely agree with you. Um, I think sometimes people are, they aren't always faceless. They do come out um, and, and, and challenge. And, and my response to that would be, there are two sides to every story. Don't judge until you know the whole story. So we'll move on from that now. I think we may. So I do just want to show quickly that you're not the only person that's not giving up anything um, for um, Lent because... <laughs> Um, friend of the show, Amy Shields, um, she is also not giving up anything um, for Lent, um, apart from the pub, like the rest of us. Um, but so one thing that is starting to come on the agenda, which I think is great in lots of ways, but um, the jab, the vaccination jab, you know, it's, mm -hmm. my dad got jabbed yesterday. This is great news. I now know far more people that have had the jab than have had COVID, which is brilliant. But we've got to start thinking about this as employers, haven't we, really? Because I know there's been lots of chat on social media and features out there that what happens if somebody within your workforce is an anti-vax and then they have a concern about having the jab, having the vaccination, and is not on medical grounds? And what yeah. impact that actually has on you as an employer and the vulnerabilities that you can take? Should we be having HR... Um, policies around that and I know that you've been reading up on this as well this week yeah well I think I've got a, a, a Sky News article um, and it says you can trust Sky News so I'm going to read it um, and it's saying employers may be able to draw up contracts requiring new staff to get a coronavirus jab Justice Secretary Robert Buckland has suggested the cabinet minister says it would be unlikely bosses could legally require workers to receive a jab under existing agreements that indicated it could be tested in court. And Pimlico Plumbers, you know, that, that well outspoken, wonderful entrepreneur um, has said that they won't take on new staff who refuse to have the COVID-19 injection on non-medical grounds. So this is kind of stirring up a big, huge debate, which I think is going to run and run and run from today onwards. It, and, and it's just interesting because is this lawful? Does it go against your human rights? You know, it's it's a tricky one, and I, I think it will be it will be tested, and 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 we'll see the outcome. But it just, yeah, every day is a challenge. A little bit of news, a little bit of extra news snippets. Little there. challenges, little things that <clears throat> every week's different, which is good. So we pushed out this week that we wanted to talk about um, books, literature, to talk mm. about. Um, Books that have had an impact on our lives, our careers, books that we would recommend and have recommended to um, friends and colleagues. Um, and so for a bit of fun, we thought that we would look at maybe a business book that we've been um, that's been very important to us, but also maybe a personal book that's made an impact on our lives or have um, some of the impact we're reading at the moment. So talk to me, Kate. Tell me about what well, somebody yeah. else is lined the podcast. Um, tell me about your um, book. Tell me about your book. 
Okay, so my book that I wanted to share with everyone was um, Carrie Green, She Means Business. And I'm just holding it up there and I'll put the link in um, the comments below um, so you can go off and buy it. I've got this on Audible as well. And I have shared it with you, Martin, although you did yeah. uh, mention that you hadn't actually uh, looked at it yeah. yet. But I like this book because she isn't just telling you this is how you do it she's telling you how she's done it and the mistakes that she's made and when i say that so she's a female entrepreneur and she she wanted to set up her own business she's got a laptop at her table um and and a load of enthusiasm a lot like us agents yeah and she basically said are you ready to turn your ideas into reality and build a wildly successful business there's never been a better time to do this and she started her first online business at the age of 20. This book is, I think, about three or four years old. She's got a second book as well out. But I refer back to this one. She's got little worksheets, little tips, um, visions, values. Um, and it, it talks about managing your fears. It talks about how to understand your audience and connect with them, what works. It talks about creating a brand, a tribe, which I know that a lot of us are kind of refreshing at the moment in our business. But it talks about managing your time and making sure that you maintain your focus and you stay on the right path or direction. And I refer back to this and I, I love it. I really, really love this because she comes up with simple ideas that are really relevant to an estate agency or any business. Mm. Um, and, and it's really great. And I think you should read it. You need to link, you know, click on that Audible link I sent you. But this is an awesome one. So I thoroughly recommend this one. OK, ageless, I would say. Find, so a, find a tribe that fills your vibe. Is that right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that's what it says, yeah. Okay, that's good. I want to talk to you about Simon Sinek's book, um, Starts With Why, which I first, I say read, I do lots of audio books. I, I listen to... Um, I listened to the book start with why from the uh, during the first lockdown and it changed the way that I kind of view things because what Simon Sinek talks about is the fact that people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it so they so understanding why you get out of bed in the morning and why should anybody else care is your own most important passionate valuable thing and often your why in yourself goes from your personal life into your commercial world and your career as well and he talks about the golden circle he talks about the fact that um if you imagine a circle with three two of the circles around it that the outer ring in business is all about what and we all kind of understand what we do we let houses we sell houses and then it in a in a um, circle it talks about how we do that and that's your usps and talks about the strategies that we put in same in any business but the usps that we have as agents within our business and the heart of the circle is the why and why do we do it why does a business do what it's trying to do and that doesn't mean profit because that's just a, an outcome we don't get up every morning just for profit most people don't anyway so actually why do you, what is the heartbeat of you getting up in the morning to get out of bed to get into work and what do you actually achieve that makes you feel good about it and it absolutely changed my thinking it changed the way that i write my blogs it changed the way that i write my website content it changed absolutely everything that i was looking at it's a fascinating book and like you i keep referring back to it i've recommended it to many colleagues 
and they've also really enjoyed it. So um, I will also put the link in. It's on offer at the moment on Amazon. I don't get a kickback. Maybe I should. Um, but Simon Sinek started with why. Starts with why is very much my recommendation from a business point of view. Okay, fantastic. So I'm going to go on to a personal book now. Um, and I don't have a lot of time to read personal books, but I try and have two on the go, i.e. one business one and one um, personal book. And and my one that's kind of my put my feet up, kick back on a Sunday afternoon is Claudia Winkleman's Quite. And I like this. It was recommended by a friend and I liked it because I don't usually read sort of autobiographies. I like a bit of a crime or a bit of a, you know, that sort of like who done it kind of murder mystery. Um, but this one is about love, life and eyeliner. And really, that sums up pretty much what a girl needs in lockdown, I'd say. Um, it, then on the back, it talks about what else you need, which is pirate boots, melted cheese and a heavy fringe. Are these things important? Quite. And that's obviously the name of her book. And one of the things in here, I have to say, I haven't obviously read it all through yet. Um, but one of the things in here that her mum, who's quite a famous journalist, um, always used to say, because she was working all the time, she'd go back to bed, sleep. Sleep is really important. So Claudia sleeps all the time. I love that. I really like that. So I'm taking that on as, as mum advice to my children. Um, which is probably why I don't see so much of them anymore because they're fast asleep all the time. But I'm really enjoying this. It's quite a light-hearted one. It's a bit of kind of like behind the scenes. It's strictly about dresses and um, what she eats. And and it's just a bit of fun. It's a bit of a insight into a, a different life and a bit of a kind of like, oh, my God, it's just a bit different. It takes you away kind of thing from from everyday life. So I like that one too. She is awesome, isn't she, Claudia? Absolutely she awesome. She's so she funny. She's she's just brilliant, absolutely yeah, brilliant. Now, Mark, I love Strictly. Love Strictly. You talked about Simon Sinek's Golden Circle, which is very apt for your next book, isn't it? So my next book is one that I'm currently reading, and this I think is very. This is. See, I'm a bit younger than you, so I kind of grew up oh, with Philip Schofield. Um, in um and. All of his broom-covered stuff, and he's kind of always been there, hasn't he? You know, as, as an entertainer, as a presenter, as all the way. Through. I mean, now you can't get him off the telly box, can you? But um, he's brought out his autobiography, um, Life's What You Make It. And obviously, this is off the back of him um, um, coming out last year. And some of the brave decisions that he's made and some of the mm -hmm. facts that he's kind of he knows he's going to be taking on the nasties that we've just been talking about and some um, unpleasant comments. But um, I'm halfway through it at the moment, but I've kind of flicked backwards and forwards through it. And he talks about some of the most brave things that anybody could be doing and things that are done with sensitivity and with compassion. And um, I think it's a really, really good good wholesome book really good book to read so i would certainly recommend that i'm just going to show you um another book that one of our um, um listeners have been looking at um ian potter's um up the organization so um another good book that's recommended by one of our viewers good morning ian Excellent. I quite like that. That was good. So one of the things that I did want to talk about um, this morning is something that you've been doing, which I'm very, very proud of you for doing. And this is the um, giving local schools PCs. So would you tell us about that, please? Yeah. So I've obviously um, 
been donating a computer from Stephen Brown's Computers for Schools um, Agents Giving um, Charity Incentive currently. Um, and I was really thrilled last weekend to go and deliver one out to our local Ashburton Primary School, who I can't even begin to tell you how just like they were blown away by it. And the children had drawn me a little card. I sent it on to Stephen. Um, and I think a lot of agents have really got behind this, which is absolutely fantastic. And I know at a time when Stephen is, is having a, a really tough time personally with his family circumstances he's been selfless enough to to go out and and do this so I really take my hat off to him and I just think that he's doing a phenomenal job and I checked this morning before we went live and he has hit his £50,000 target which is just phenomenal and I know that a lot of big companies a lot of small agents like myself and I know the companies you work with Martin as well have all got behind this fantastic initiative so again we're going to put the link in below so if you want to donate if you want a computer to give to your local school and just do that little bit get in touch with Stephen get in touch with Martin or I and we can help you because we just love the fact that we can give and, and also the fact that you don't you don't realize that children don't have access to a computer and, and that there are you know there are real challenges for for homeschooling and it's really opened my eyes up to, to that that's for certain so well done Stephen I just think you're doing an awesome job yeah really well done Stephen it, it, one of the nicest guys in agency that man um mm. and like you said at this tough time he's really really giving back so yeah. um, any support is really good so just tell me I mean I don't like to to comment on your appearance because that would be rude and unpleasant. what on earth are you wearing around your neck uh, right so obviously out doing safe viewing safe valuations meeting people going into shops this is my bandana okay and i like this much better <laughs> than a face mask um i don't i don't like the face mask I mean, are you face put one on? yeah look makes my ears stick out yeah, it does. It definitely makes your ears stick out. Well, this is much easier. You haven't got so if you've got loads of notes that you're carrying, you're carrying your iPad ready to go in and do your valuation or go and do a viewing. You've got the keys, you've got your gloves on. You then got to get your mask out your pocket. If you've already got your mask handy here, it just I'm just finding it so much easier. And also, it's been really, really cold, so this can actually cover up your ears as well and and the bottom part of your face, which is fantastic. But I do have a challenge. Because obviously I've got my lovely um, bright red lipstick on today. I just find whether it's a, a you know a bandana or a face mask, all your blimmin' lipstick gets rubbed off on the. But do you find that, Martin? No, it's not normally an issue that I have. To be fair, not normally an issue that I have. I have lots of issues, but not um, not that I lose the lipstick. But um, I wonder what you do look a little bit like a bank robber. But you know, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> when you've got yours on, you look like a bank robber too. It's just yeah, I just. This is so much easier when you've got a lot of things to carry and you you know you've got it. You don't get to the valuation and go, oh, damn it, I haven't got my blimmin' mask. Although most of us now have got them hang off the wing mirror, hanging off the indicator, shoved in our pockets everywhere. Um, and it is obviously the new the new norm. So, And I'm starting to see some little clip bags that you can have sort of clipped onto your um, you know, waist belt or something. Not great, obviously, if you're wearing your power suit, let me tell you that. Um, but it's obviously something we're going to live with and is going to be here for a while. So I just thought if you're going to do it, rock it, go large. Love you, Bandana. Love you, Bandana. Although Sue Hall thinks that I look better with a mask on. But there we go. Let's leave that to one side. Um, so have you had a buy the week? You're always buying. What have you bought this week? Yes. 
Right. So this week, this is quite amusing because I actually haven't been able to, to, to taste this. OK, so it's, it's a food one, obviously. Um, and um, and it's called Blend My Day. OK, now I'm a bit of a sucker. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a marketeer's dream. OK, so I'll be on Facebook and these beautiful pictures of like strawberries and uh, mango and black currants all pop up and it, uh, with some muesli and some powders and super acid stuff. And it goes, have this, and this is like your fiber day, and you're going to be really healthy. So I thought, oh, wow, that's fantastic. I love a smoothie in the morning. I don't often have time for breakfast. It's easy. It comes in a pot, and so, and it's all frozen, and my children can then get their own breakfast. Well, this was, these arrived yesterday, Martin, okay? And this is a bit like Insta v reality, yeah? So I pick them, and I go, oh, an electro chalk. That's a chocolate one. That'll be nice. I get a call from my son, Luke, going, Mum, the smoothies have been just delivered and they're disgusting. My husband, what, what one are you having? And he went, Mum, it's got banana in it. And I'm going to read these ingredients. It's got banana in it. It's got cacao nibs. It's got coffee in it. It's got gluten-free oats in it. And it's got cauliflower. Oh dear me! So it was the most disgusting grainy thing. So this is chocolate and cauliflower. I, they don't tell you on the front. They don't tell you that. Um, so that just really made me laugh. But I really like it. You can put the, a little straw in the lid. Um, this is one my daughter had, which was the sea bomb. Which again, these marketing, I love it. Um, and this was orange carrots um, and a camu camu, whatever that might be. And she said that was slightly better and that there was no random like beans or peas or cauliflower in it, but still wasn't very nice. So you're not, you're not selling it. It wasn't as successful as I'd hoped. But I don't get the cauliflower and chocolate. <laughs> that sounds horrendous. Talking of food, did you hear about the Italian chef who died? Oh, God, no. <laughs> he passed away. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, anyway, next week, next week, important oh. week, next week, next week, we're going to be talking about prop tech. There's been lots and lots of interesting stuff going out on there. Um, lots of things in the trade press, lots of collaborations, firms working together, merging together. So, like to talk about that next week, please, if we could. Um, but for everybody, just spend a bit of time this week being kind have a great week be really really busy you can catch us up on spotify youtube linkedin twitter instagram facebook we cannot escape your um you can you, you can find us wherever you find your your podcasts and we'll speak to you next week take care bye 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 bye